Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get first-hand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, April Rennie. So let us, as you've already foreshadowed, (laughs) dig into chapter six, create your portfolio career. What does a portfolio career look like, April? And why is it something that we want to curate rather than follow, as in follow a path? or I would say pursue, (laughs) right? But yeah, so let's tee this up very big picture. Think about what most people today, and I would say for the last several decades, at least, at least perhaps generations to some degree have been taught about where success is to be found and what your professional future is supposed to look like. It usually goes something like this. Study hard, get good grades, Go to college, get good grades there too, get a good job, do said job for a long time, climb the ladder, success is at the top of it, retire. It's a very linear path. Study, work, retire, success is at the top of a ladder, which is sort of one directional, unilateral, straight, not a lot of room for veering off of it. You fall off the ladder, you, at least in the real world, if you fall off a ladder, you could die. And rung by rung by rung, lockstep fashion. Every single point of that journey is cracking today. Study, work, retire is blowing up. Not only, and this is happening for a few different force, a few different reasons. I would say, first and foremost, individuals are waking up saying, that's it? That's it? Wait, I'm supposed to climb a ladder and be a sort of robot or automaton or do what other people want me to do. And like, okay, isn't there more to life than that? They're looking around and saying, I see a lot of people on the ladder who aren't that happy. There are a lot of people on the ladder who are actively saying, I'm not happy. And it's interesting. We can talk about the great resignation. Obviously my book was written before the great resignation, but it totally foreshadows it. And as a futurist, the great resignation, just to be clear, it's not a surprise to me, not at all in any way, shape or form. These are forces that have been playing out for the last several decades. We knew something was going to crack or break. We knew the system 
writ large wasn't sustainable. We just didn't know exactly what was going to be the catalyst. Then you've got companies who are trying to figure out what the future of work looks like and are always trying to cut costs. And these days, I would say they're trying to attract talent, but they're still using the same kind of marketing shtick, which is not really going to see people for fully who they are. And we also know that automation is out there. And despite whatever any employer says, if technology can do business better than a human, chances are like there's always this this degree of uncertainty. And I know this sounds like really bitter medicine, but I just want to put it out there insofar as you have a job. Any person has a job that someone else gives them. Even if you love your job, even if you're really good at your job, even if you totally see your future at this company and like, it's awesome. If it is a job that someone gave you, that job is always at risk of being taken away from you. And that's just the reality of the workplace we live in today. And so that too is rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. So you've got all of these forces, you've got individuals, you've got organizations, and then you have technology, not just automation, but you also have technology that's making it easier to rethink your career, to earn income in more ways, to contribute to society in more ways than has ever been possible before. So you've got this perfect storm of everyone saying like the whole thing, the whole equation needs to be rewritten. And yet we still think and talk and conceive of our careers in terms of this linear ladder path model. And I'm looking at this going, this makes no sense whatsoever, but there is something out there that works a lot better and it's been around for a long time, but it was stigmatized for a long time. It wasn't talked about for a long time. We didn't have terms for it for a long time, but I now look back and I go, this is what I was feeling when I was five years old. I just didn't think it would play out. I couldn't have imagined how it would play out. And it is this notion of rather than seeing your career as a singular path to pursue or a ladder to climb, your career looks more like a portfolio to curate, to create, to curate, just like an artist would or an investor would. And so to your question about what does a portfolio career look like, one of the beautiful things is it doesn't have a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter Look, each person's portfolio can be different, but I'll I'll come back to the basics in a minute. But I just want us to consider for a minute what kinds of portfolios are out there and that we might that you take inspiration from. And two that are, are, are quite common, artists have portfolios, right? What's in an artist's portfolio? Their very best work, the things they're most proud of. What's in an investor's portfolio? Usually a bunch of different investments. And why there are different investments, one is you want to diversify, but you also want to mitigate risk. So you have a portfolio to make wise, sound investments over a long period of time. So if we come back to one's own career portfolio, easiest way to put it is it is so much more than your resume, right? So think about what's allowed on, think about your resume in general, your CV, some information, is expected to be on it. And if it's not, it's a red flag. And other information, like anything about your personal life, is not allowed on your resume, not supposed to be there. That is just so strange to me. If what we're trying to do these days is show up as fully human and bring our best selves to work, how can we bring our best selves to work if we're stuck in this little box that's called our resume versus a portfolio? So again, think of a portfolio. Some people like to have like a, a bowl. Some people like to have like a folder, but your container, your portfolio contains everything. 
you like to do, you're good at, that can help others. So it's everything that's on your resume, but it's also all of those things that make you, you, whether or not you're paid for them, whether or not they come with a title. My favorite example for adults, at least, is parenting skills. Parenting skills, not allowed on a resume. And by the way, if you take time out to raise your family, red flag, whoa, what happened there? That is so backwards. Parenting skills are some of the best, most valuable skills for the workplace. And there's no more important work than taking time out to raise your family. So a portfolio is all about those parenting skills are in it. Volunteer roles are in it. Challenges that you've experienced that have affected how you see the world. And again, whether or not you've ever had a job at all. So punchline here, and I know I've been going on for a little bit here, but everyone who's listening in, every single one of you has a portfolio right now, today. You may just not realize it. You've anticipated. I was going to say you've anticipated my next question, which is, so what does that portfolio look like in the very beginning? Let's say for a college senior who'll be graduating in the spring of 2022. Yeah. So imagine, and and it is helpful. I I should also just clarify. I'm not like anti-resume. I'm not saying that resumes are like, that they suck. No, resumes are useful. Resumes are incomplete. Resumes only show a slice of who you are. So it is helpful. You, you can start with your resume and then look at it and say, what's here and what's missing? So think about, and, and sometimes this can be helpful interview prep. This is also extremely valuable for anybody who's planning or desires to launch their own venture at some point. But what you're really looking at, and you sort of want to take an inventory, the first step of what is in your portfolio today? Again, you may not even realize you have a portfolio, but you do. And so where do you start? And you begin by putting every single skill that you have. And again, whether you learned it in a job or whether you learned, I find amongst young people too, often things come up like, oh, I had to babysit my siblings. Oh, I had to help my family in this particular way, or I had chores, or I needed to tend to extended family, or often it also comes up, I needed to help, I needed to earn income for the family. And you may have had a quote job and you may have just done odd jobs, like all of that right in your portfolio, any kind of leadership role. And again, leadership, everyone is a leader in some way. Do not think that if you weren't the CEO or executive director of this program that you're not, you are any community organization, any school organization you've participated in, Any kind of leadership role you might have taken within your classes, group work, collaboration, giving talks, researching, you name it, like all of these things. And again, some of them do show up in your resume, but your portfolio, I'm sort of foreshadowing a little bit. Ultimately, what you're doing is you're creating, you're writing a much richer, fuller narrative story of who you are that will help you shine in different ways, in more ways, not just in job interviews, but it actually helps you better identify what in the world do I want to do with my future anyway? Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. 
Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.